All right, so the Colorado Avalanche get back in the win column with a very nice 5-1 to one road win in Seattle and in the process give Jared Bednar his 300th career victory. A lot to talk about on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on X, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. Follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. And make sure you subscribe to our subtext. Link to that is in the show notes below. And when you do, you become one of our very oh-so-special insiders and chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. And we get your opinions on uh, the most recent game, your predictions on games, all that fun stuff, which we read on this very podcast. Um, All right, Kyle. So let's get to it. The Avalanche get a uh, a win back in the win column they needed this just to to calm things down right like just to to feel good about themselves the fan base can feel good about themselves it, it you know this isn't like everything is fixed uh but the way that they played this game started at one level and ended at another and where it ended was where you want to see avalanche hockey like it wasn't like a horrible beginning to the game yeah they gave up the the first goal again which incredibly enough is the 10th time in a row they've give up given up the uh the first goal to the kraken um one got called back one got called back which was massive we'll get to that but just the the general bird's eye view of this game what's your takeaway that first period intermission going into that locker room i one of these days i want to be granted with the audio of that that speech i know it boils down to do you not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth (laughs) i I went public with my displeasure of our effort the first period was more of the same and we're not going out like this and that second period you saw them fight and push and that and you're correct that called that goal was a momentum swing but there was a save in that first period from Yorgiev mm-hmm. that felt like that goal that called back Yorgiev was just laying on his stomach there was no second chest eff- like effort he wasn't like raising his leg it was a very weird look yeah for that goal to go in like very effortless I got to feel like he was covering. Sorry, I mean, but go ahead. Fin- finish your thought. Finish your thought. It was, we've seen it so many times with this Avalanche team, moments like that where they all just collectively check out. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looked like in that first period. Then you saw them fighting back and continuing and continuing. And seeing that through the second and the third was extremely promising against a very physical and very chippy Seattle team. Yeah. And hey, you put them to bed. You won the season series. We're done with Seattle. Congratulations. 
Which just seems wrong, first of all. I mean, we're we're halfway through November and we won't see Seattle for the rest of the year unless it's in the playoffs. Um I don't know. I I, I the, the whole the, the play that got called back, um, Kale McCarr just didn't get a lot on a pass. It was on a power play. Um, didn't get a lot on a on a pass right from the blue line. It just seemed to go off the blade of his stick, and it was kind of just like a wounded duck puck that Seattle picked up, went the other direction. Yeah, Georgiev, it seemed like he was laying flat on his stomach, so I have to feel like he thought it was under his pads or under his his stomach and 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 had the puck stopped and was just waiting for a stoppage. But I put more of the blame on Kale McCarr there. Mm. Like, you can't give Seattle three whacks at a puck yeah. on a two-on-one. So what's Kale McCarr doing there? He, he, he turned the puck over. Okay, that that happens. You know, that, that that's just a, a, a mistake that, you know, you, you just whiffed on a pass. Fine. He got back and played defense. He did the best he could on a two-on-one, but you cannot allow one guy to get three whacks at the puck. So th- it got called back because there was goalie interference. It it was a touchy goalie interference, if you ask me, but it's goalie interference. By the letter of the law, it is. So it got called back, and and thank God it did. Because where the avalanche were going, you're right, it was just – Seemed like it was just more of the same of what we've been seeing, but there was a a a line, a, a shift. I don't know around thirteen minutes in the in the second period, where the Avalanche by far it was their best possession. They didn't score on it, but they finally did a few minutes later, and that I, like I'm t- like to me that was a turning point because from then on it was like for whatever reason. That was a team confidence builder. And go back and watch it. It was right around like four, in between like four, 14 minutes. It didn't get to the 10 minute point of the period, but somewhere between 14 and 12 minutes, there's a really great shift uh, by the top line that just seemed like that was the turning point in the game. And then things started happening for the abs left and right, just getting really good opportunities. And they were finally burying them. Finally, you're getting chance, and I know you're not going up against their their top goalie. You do have to take that into consideration. But how many times have the Avalanche been shut out or been giving nothing by substandard goalies? So fine, like I'll, I'll take this. I'll take five goals against a backup goalie any day of the week. The way the Avs have been playing lately, especially on the road. And you know that goalie interference call. They were looking. They challenged, and I feel like Jared Bednar took a screenshot of that entire sequence, and that was the bulletin board material in that intermission, saying, mm-hmm. hey, they called that goal back, but look at what I'm seeing here with my eyes, mm-hmm. and pointing out Kale McCarr, Yorgiev just laying there. There was no help. Like, Seattle was having a field day. And you could tell, like, I that shift, there was some saves. And it felt like, I don't know what it was. The Avalanche turned it on. Yeah. And it was like they woke up from a two-week vacation. Yeah. And you I heard mean, the Altitude commentators talking about, like, this feels like Avalanche hockey. It did. And I don't, and nothing happened, honestly, other than Amika Ranton and goal. Nothing really changed. Just this team collectively, all at no, once, man. decided we're playing hockey. Uh, yeah, I, I, I go back to that shift, and sometimes that's all you need. It does. You don't have to score on it, 
but it's just one where you you just you're, you're putting in maximum effort and you're cycling you're keeping the puck in in the offensive zone for extended amount of time everything was just lined up perfectly and then it was maybe another like three or four minutes later miko finally gets one um and then colton gets oh. a goal that is just eluding the avalanche this year in in a shot from the point and you get a nice rebound and you, somebody is there to pick it up and and for that goal it was it was ross colton so just uh, you 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 want to see that like th- that's just the stuff that the avalanche have not been getting and for him to get that goal again i love his celebrations there's nobody yeah. happier in the league and you saw him like when he scored that goal and they went over to the boards and he's celebrating like he is firing those guys up he was dropping f bombs every other word you could read his lips and and they took to that and th- like that's Everybody, a lot of people out there, and I understand it saying like there's no leadership on this team. I don't buy into that. They don't have the leader. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there's no leadership on this team. And I know Ross Colton is new, uh, but you like seeing stuff like that because that is what guys rally behind and an emotion like that. Because that gave them the lead. Um, and then they they obviously never relinquished it. And I, I just thought like it just got you just saw the play increase and get better as this game went on it wasn't horrible in the beginning but it was kind of more of of like you are we getting like another game where it's just kind of like going through the motions you're going to get some opportunities and the avalanche did again they had some opportunities early that they didn't cash in on and i'm sitting here again like when is the next one going to come around and then when they did it was just like the dam opened up and and it, that this is what this team can do. I'm just going to do it again. And seeing that uh, reaction from Ross Colton, like shortly after you had Jota drew in finally getting a goal. Then you had oh. Nichushkin at the end, like you, two names that you're just cheering for. And by the way, Nichushkin in Seattle against Seattle. There's mm. I, you know, that's a big confidence a builder for him. There's a history. Um, we had some line changes in this game and, and some different defensive pairings. So uh, we definitely have to get to those. So uh, why don't we take our first break here? And then when we come back, uh, we'll talk about some of the newbies that got their, their first shot, their first crack uh, with the avalanche anyway. So uh, we will talk about that next. First, we're going to discuss Jace medical and Kyle and I, we spent a lot of time talking to each other. We get fired up together on wins and losses. Who starts? Who sits? We're going to be talking about that soon. And I'm thankful for the connection that we have and with our fans. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. Because we just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. And you realize what that means? You can bring an extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue, and you're covered my friend, you don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, and all those prescriptions. And it's possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. So go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a special discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am very thankful for this service, supply chain issues, caused me to cut pills in half. And I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I ordered 
anti the antibiotic kit and I feel secure now. Prices are lower than uh, local pharmacies and I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use that promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase at jacemedical.com. All right. So we found out before the game that, uh, well, not, I mean, even the day before, like that there was some dinged up players and the abs didn't have a full practice squad. Um, we found out that two of those players were Sam Gerard and Josh Manson. They did not play and Cogliano as well. After that hit, he took, um, he, he didn't play as well. So you had three new, uh, you know, cast of characters here in uh, Kiviranta, who got called up after that new deal that he got, he signed. And you had Sam Malinsky and Caleb Jones, who was already up on a roster spot, but hadn't played yet. All three of those guys played. Kiviranta, like, okay, like he's he's had some experience, but you're getting, and Caleb Jones did too. Caleb, yeah. Caleb Jones overperformed with, with Chicago. Um, so he's used to it, but you also bring up the very raw rookie um and sam malinsky and i thought they all played pretty well if you ask me i think out of the three i fell in love with caleb jones he was everywhere and he was noticeable mm -hmm. kiviranta he's gonna be here fall in love with him let's everybody put that out the bubble hockey thing that's <laughs> that's behind us that's People are like, well, why couldn't you score a hat trick? Yeah, yeah, so we, we get it. We know we know the past, but yeah, with him currently on the team, I like his play so far. Curious to see how long he sticks around. The same for Malinsky. I was surprised with how good he looked. He's you're on the case, Malinsky. He he looked good. Um, I thought I thought Sam Malinsky looked wonderful. Yeah, really did. Um, and, and he had a very up and down preseason, um, and camp and rookie, rookie camp, he looked good. And then he came into, uh, the, the training camp and preseason and was, he kind of declined. And I don't know if that was just now I'm on a bigger stage when I get to preseason and maybe just, you know, he didn't, he didn't rise up to the moment and that's okay. I mean, it was his first shot at it. You send him down, you get some seasoning, and uh, maybe that's all he needed was just to get his feet wet, even if it was the preseason. And he came up. I thought he looked good. I thought he was you know, moving the puck. He wasn't. He wasn't getting the puck and like trying to get rid of it right away. And you see that a lot in in rookies because they just don't want to make the mistake, so they'll make an early pass, an easy pass, because if they're under pressure, under duress, that they're, they're afraid they're going to screw up. He was he was making he wasn't afraid to shoot either. I don't know. Did he get any shots on goal? Mm, he only had one, but he had he had a few directed towards the net. Seattle yeah. was blocking shots left and right. So um, I thought he looked good. Yeah, I thought Caleb Jones looked really good too. Now is this something that's going to last? That remains to be seen. But at least for this game, when you're bringing up three guys that are expected to you know play a a, a role, a big role. Not just one guy filling in. I thought they did great. Yeah, you could clearly see which two guys have NHL experience. And Sam Malinsky, like, remember back before preseason and practice, and he was, it was rumored that he was going to make the, 
he was going to be a starter for this Avalanche team. There was a, there was some he had a chance. He had yeah, a there, was some, it, sure. there was some serious buzz, and I believe he like heard this as well. And when he got sent down to Loveland, he worked. He did the work. Almost we use this example all the time, but hey, Alex Newhook mm-hmm. started down. You were into like expected to start with the team. You didn't mm-hmm. spend some time seasoning, and I think he looks pretty good. I'd like to see again how long he sticks with the team and what this pattern looks like. But what I saw in this game, I think you could build off that. I think it's a really good contribution, and I'd really like to see him when he gets comfortable on the NHL stage. I know, you know, they're different positions. Um, Malinsky, well, Caleb Jones had 15 minutes and 42 seconds of ice time. Malinsky had 12 minutes of ice time. And some of that is probably, there's probably a few minutes there where it's just like, you have a big lead, you're just rolling lines. Yeah. Right. So he probably, he probably got a couple extra minutes because of that. Um, and I know Curtis McDermott was, was slotted in as a forward. Did you look at his time on ice? Two minutes, 46 seconds. Like, what are we doing here, guys? And what? before yeah. before we go too far, I yeah. want everyone who is saying, this is what we wanted. McDermott had a fight. That was the most lifeless fight I've ever seen in my life. If uh, you're <laughs> telling me this is what we roll Curtis McDermott out there for, yeah. forget about it. I, I appreciate the the effort in the fight, um, and, and I understand it. But that, I mean, that was two giants, him and Elysiac, going at it. And that that was like the most lifeless fight I've ever ever really witnessed in, in quite a long time. And McDermott, like he, when was the last time he fought? He's, he hasn't fought in forever, so it's almost like he had to get back into the ring for the first time since retirement. Um, and it showed, like that was just a, a dull boring. Like, he was the aggressor in all of it. I guess you say someone had to win that fight. It was him, but that was boring. So. Thank you looked, for the 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 thoughts and the effort, but it didn't get it. it that fight didn't really get anybody riled up. No, it looked like Ric Flair's retirement fight. Everybody's <laughs> just like, "Oh, this is sad." It was bad. It was really bad. Um, so, as far as individual players go, um, I thought Miko Rantanen was he was looking good. Yes, he he was stick handling like I've never seen him stick handle before, and. Um, he had a couple really good chances. He were uh, I just lost the here we go. Um he had the one goal and the one assist, but he he could have had a hat trick on that night because there there was some uh, opportunities he had that um had some pretty good saves on the Seattle side. But I thought he played very well. Um uh, we talked about the defenders, uh Kel McCarr with a, a beautiful goal it could have had two but like you said the, the last one it was actually tipped in by uh Nichuskin. so mccarr with a goal and assist and it was a little while since gil mccarr scored a goal so uh he had the one and one miko rantan with one and one you had nathan mckinn with three assists yep uh tomas tatar with two assists um Nichuskin with the goal colton with the goal and uh you 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 touched on jonathan Juen with a goal and man if anybody in the league needed a goal, was it not Jonathan Drewen? Come and, on now. And when you were talking about Ross Colton and his celebration, all I kept thinking about was Jonathan Drewen and like 
no reaction. It was I, almost well, like he I, was he got to the bench and he got right back into it. Like he felt like you could see that he felt good, but there was no like Selly with the teammates. No, like over the top, like Ross Colton, like every goal is his first goal. Right. No, I think he that, just that, feels relieved. Yes, that's what that was. He's not going to go overboard because he knows, you know, it took him maybe 10 games too long to finally score a game, or yeah. score a goal in a game. Uh, but that that was just relief. That was relief. Um, and then he goes out and commits a penalty. Not not really his, his fault, but, you know, but whatever. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you got it. You got to be happy for him. And... If you want to make comparisons, like you know, with, with, with Val Nachuskin when he first joined the Avalanche, took him a little while to get a goal too, and you know now he's got a seven-year contract that he's on. I'm not saying that's where Jonathan Drouin is going, but sometimes you just need that one. It's like a bunt in baseball when a, a guy is struggling. Uh, maybe this is could get it. You know, he's not going to be a, a, a scoring machine, but someone that you can rely on. There, there's so many things here where it could just catapult him forward and you'd like to see it because they could absolutely use it but now we just have to wait and see and And that's and that goal was assisted by nathan mckinnon nathan McKinnon. mckinnon buddy to buddy so all right couple more things to get to uh why is this seattle crowd still booing kel mccarr can we move on from that please it, it's a little ridiculous so we will talk about that next Right now, we're going to talk about FanDuel, and you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's a $150 bonus bet if your team wins. And Kyle, it was a good night for Denver sports. My goodness. I mean... Buffalo was just, you know, screwing up left and right. But hey, that's sometimes that's what you need to get on track. And and the Denver Broncos have now won three games in a row, beating teams of the likes of Kansas City and Buffalo, who's not playing the best. But hey, what a game that was. It's been a while since Russ was a Seahawk, but he still needs the 12th man to win a game. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Uh, So you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today. For FanDuel, it's the official partner of the NFL. All right, so uh, yeah, just to touch on this Kale McCarr thing and and the booing, like I I get it. The the first maybe the first game of the season, coming out of the the playoffs where you you booed him, you got a game seven to boo him, uh, and then you know you're, you're going to boo him the first first game that you're playing in Seattle. Um, but it's it's gone on for too long, and it's just getting to the point of silly right now because it's first of all, it's Kale McCarr. Like he's not a goon, he's not hated around the league. Um, you know, th- th- this isn't like a, a Tom Wilson type of thing or a Brad Marchand type of thing. It's Kale McCarr. And if you don't like what he did, that's fine. But now we're we're still gonna boo him. And I'm curious to see because we were saying, like, this is it. Now you're not going to see them barring playoffs until next October at the earliest. If you play them early in the season again, 
are we going to be doing this a year from now? At some point, this just needs to end just because it's silly and because it's the player that you're booing who's pretty much widely loved. Seattle fans just can't get over a play from the playoffs from last year. You also have to realize Seattle has no history. This is their so beginning they, of they want something. something. They need something. Everything else they have okay. for their it's been manufactured from the get-go. This is what we're doing as the Seattle Kraken. And this is their first instance of a memory of a playoff rivalry. Right. This is their first time. Let them have their first time. And you know, we were complaining in the first segment about how weird it is being in November. We're already done with Seattle. I think this is a good thing for the Kale McCarr Boo Birds that reside in Seattle. We won't hear from them for the rest of the year because <laughs> they have a lot of other teams to play throughout the year and a lot more to play for. And Colorado is not number one on their hit list right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that will calm down. And I it's guess you could like say the OG the Kraken fans will remember. Yeah, but... and it seemed like it it was toned down a little bit. It wasn't as loud as as before. And and that's a good point about you know they need something to latch on to and and rally around. Um, but you could go to this year. Um, Andre Burakovsky is is still not playing because of a hit from I believe it was Jacob Truba, who people don't like. Like that's a guy you go boo. You know what I mean? Like he's he's a hard nosed player of people. Like, he's in that Tom Wilson range. I'm almost positive it was Truba. I think so. Him. Um, and, and your guy is out still yeah. from that hit. The, uh, who'd, who'd McCarr hit? Was it McCann? Was it yes. Jeremy McCann? Pretty sure it was McCann. Like he, he, he came back from that. Yeah. So, you know, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Seattle fan, just stop this madness. Stop this ridiculousness. Move on I, from it. I think it's cute. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's dumb and stupid but it's it's gotten to the point of dumb and stupid it wasn't earlier i gave you the one game to start this year now we're still doing it please let let's let's move on here um all right what do we have from our subtext people we got a couple uh responses this one is from i believe this is from vargar yeah vargar really liked what he saw from caleb jones um Great puck pursuit and gap control and makes uh, quick decisions with the puck. He looked great, especially with the Byram. Walensky also played well, made some nice passes. Uh, nice to see Avs have the net front presence, like we were saying with the uh, with uh, Colton. Um, Miko and Colton goals, which turned the game around, were scored by going to the paint. The Avs need to keep that up. Thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it shows that they're not getting cute with their passes and they're driving the net and letting stuff happen naturally. Yeah. Simple. Um, hockey. What's that? It's simple hockey. Yeah. That's what they had to get back to. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're NHLers and they're going to want to show off their skill, but um, yeah, you had to get back to just doing the grease work, doing the grease. So um, here's Easton, such a rough start and a, a timely challenge on the uh, goalie interference. Uh, Georgie looked better. Uh, the longer game went on. Drew in, got on the board. Excellent job getting the greasy goal by Colton. So there you go. I mean, f- fans are just realizing, like, yeah, we're doing stuff that we haven't been doing in a long time. And we didn't really touch on Georgiev that much, but he like he gave up that one goal, uh, which was a difficult goal. Um, you know, nobody's really going to 
stop that one. But um, and with the exception of the the other one that got called back, it, it wasn't perfect. He did seem like still a little uncomfortable. And and uh, uh, Rycroft and and uh, Mosier were, were kind of saying like that they put oil in his glove because it yeah. seemed a little stiff. Um, but he did. He just seemed long ago. But but he got through it. He got through it and he only gave up one goal. And give a lot of credit to the defense because I think the Avalanche only gave up like 20 shots on goal. Yeah, I was just looking. That was 19 shots at the end of the okay. game. Yeah. So, uh, but I thought it, I mean, not a perfect performance by him, but he gave up one goal. Yeah, and that's it's not four. It's not four. It's not four. So um, I think, I think he's, you know, that, that, that's just good for his psyche and, and his, uh, in, in between his ears as well. Yeah. So. All right, last thing that we are going to get to is our sound check. And uh, this is uh, something Kyle and I do after every game. We pick each pick a song that we think summarizes the game. These songs go on a playlist over on Spotify. Just search for LOA sound check. This is volume number three. Link to it will be in the show notes as well. So what do you got for this one, sir? Well, this game was in Seattle. Mm. You're going down my road. Yeah, we're going <laughs> down Seattle. Seattle's known for a certain kind of rock. And if you thought the Avalanche were dead, have I got a little story for you? Um, <laughs> Pearl Jam, Alive. It's, yeah. It's uh, the Avalanche are not dead yet. No. I mean, eight and five. Okay. It's We're sitting at that quarter mark of the season. This is what you want to see back to Avalanche hockey. Mm-hmm. It's not that embarrassing St. Louis effort. This Avalanche team still has heart, still has life. Nachushka got a goal. Drewen got a goal. Yeah. Colton is really becoming a fan favorite and a unsung awesome. hero of this team. Yeah. So let's see how alive this team is when Wednesday comes around and they play Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And if they could put this together. We could point back at the Seattle game where the team finally came alive, and that's why I went with Pearl Jam. That's what you want. That's what you you want a turning point. You yep. want you want something to point to and say like this is kind of where where it, it kind of turned around. Um, and for me, I, like I could have easily gone down the grunge era. That that that's my time period, right? Yeah. But um, I I went with uh, and it's the cover version. The song is "Faith" from the late great George Michael. But we are hard rockers here at Lockdown Avalanche, so I have to go with the the Limp Biscuit because anytime you get a chance to put Limp Biscuit on the playlist, how do you not it's put on the Limp Biscuit? Classic, yeah. So I'm putting the the Limp Biscuit version of Faith up on the playlist because that I just want the fan base to to. Dude, I got so many messages, and you you saw a bunch on on social media, of just people just turning on this team already. Yep. Just, just you know, just feeling like they, they have lost all faith, and and that you know this team is not what they are in the past, and nothing is working. And I cannot stress enough how long of a season it is, and this is just a moment. This is a moment that they're not playing well. Doesn't mean it extends into the entirety of the season. You got to have faith, and hopefully, at least for this game, the Avalanche instilled it a little bit back into some of the fan base who maybe had lost it. Oh, I was seeing a lot on X saying uh, this is the first Avalanche game I turned off a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, yeah. oh, we have picked up fans on that cup run because 
2016-2017, yeah. I, I had to watch those wire-to-wire, -wire too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. those are fun. So I know it's one game. I know it's a backup goalie, but you saw what the Avalanche team can do um, pretty much from, like, the second period on. So now just continue that. Yeah, just continue that because you got a really good Dallas team waiting this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. That's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. So thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. Uh, we should be back tomorrow. And um, we're going to be definitely talking about Pierre Lacroix getting into the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to him. So we'll touch on that as well. All right, that'll wrap it up. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!